Welcome everybody to the Nethercast, and if you're not familiar with what the Nethercast is, it is a Mortal Kombat podcast, so we've been doing it for over eight years now, and I am Cyborg, and I'm joined as always by Temp, Razor, and Shad. The four amigos. So we're going to be talking some Q&A today, some questions that were asked in our Discord, so if you didn't know we have a Discord, make sure you look in the description because the link is right there, and we'd love to have you come chat with us on the daily about all things, including Mortal Kombat. First question. Tame Lizard, who do you guys feel of the new characters introduced in MK4 through Armageddon would make or have the biggest impact once reintroduced to modern-day fans? Instant fan favorite, as it were. I've always thought of Kai considering the possibilities with Capoeira stances and Capoeira itself, being naturally flashy but curious on everyone's nah, this character can definitely win over fans in this new age. They just need a chance. Choices. Do we I just want to yeah, like they... do we just want to like count down to three and then all say Kai at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean I Kai's well, up I there. If, you really, if they really put in the effort and they yeah. really like spent the time to mocap the way that namco does on eddie gordo and it, they really realized it yes absolutely kai would really like be something unique something that we haven't seen before in the mortal kombat engine and stand out other than that um going by mk11 standards though that would never happen yeah i yeah so like who's a who's another character? I well, I mean, I I think there's a good like five or six that I would probably name. I'm just trying to think of who I would say is the most like who would make the biggest impact. Who would like? I think depending how you define the word impact, I just want Onaga man because I mean... like he's a boss character. So he the the impact would be across the entire game, story, ladder structure, the. It would matter. Whereas all the other characters are just characters. I don't know. Well, I think their 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 thing that they include in there is they become an instant fan favorite. Basically, who do we think is the the waste the most wasted potential right now that yeah, if I don't know. made in a modern game, they think they would become the next like ultra popular character. Like I don't know. I mean, if that's you gotta like define reintroduction. Exists. Like, how long does a character have to be considered away? before we think that like a modern artist doesn't well, really know who Well, they're saying MK4 through Armageddon. I don't so like... let, me, let me ask, let me ask this, because obviously like Fujin was realized as good as he can possibly be realized in 11. Like, I don't know how you get, like other than if the rest of the engine was better, like Fujin is in a lot of ways the best character in 11. And he, you know, was fully realized for the first time in a way he wasn't in mythologies or in four or in Armageddon. But how much impact did he like how many people immediately switched over to being Fujin mains? You know, I don't know that no matter how good you reintroduce one of these characters that like they'll become a, a quote unquote instant favorite for some people. Well, I think we're, we're like, reading differently just... in the scope here. I don't think they're talking about overall. I think they're talking about who's the next MK9 Noob Saibot trailer, right? Which is where I think the Kai example kind of comes in with, like, the flashy Capoeira stuff. Sure. Um, and to me, I think there's there's only three candidates for that. One is Havoc. 
because yeah. of the ripping his own limbs off, limbs off and stuff whatnot. He's just a very unique character in himself, and I think his personality, if voice acted and actually like in a in a story mode, and, and his look, I think definitely rings to a modern audience. For sure, it was one I was wavering on. Well, Havoc's kind of one note though, because once you're done laughing at him tearing, at like Havoc tearing himself apart, um, there's not a lot after that, right? So, yeah, I mean, it really depends how they realize his gameplay. Because at the end of the day, I'm kind of expecting him to just turn out like MKX Quan Chi, which is fine. Like that's that's as good as any like sorcery based character you can make. It's just, it's not like a big wow, you know. I think they're going to have a sense of humor about it, though. I think he's almost going to be a joke character in presentation. Maybe not in the story, but um, I think the idea is going to be like, well, I can't believe Havoc did that, right? Um, like, you know, uh, just... Uh, what was that movie on Deception? He has, like, some sort of torpedo move where he... He he would do, like, a, a, a body slide on his stomach across oh, yeah. the floor. Yes. Something like that, exactly, precisely. Uh, something of that nature. I think the other two, believe it or not, are... Ashra and Lee May. If you really do the Crouching Tiger stuff with Lee May properly, that is going to be a yeah, home I mean, character. If, if she really has like the Shaw Brothers floatiness, that would be interesting to see. Yeah. yeah. And the I, don't know, I don't know what you could do with Ashra because her deception moves are so fucking generic. Well, I would say particle effects. Like you just put particle effects everywhere, and Asher could be instantly flashy. Uh, very easily fun to watch if she does really cool shit with light and like just sort of. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's light, but also light. Just a lot of light. Like you could really make that cool very easily. I was gonna I also even... say uh, of your characters. Go ahead, Shad. Before I introduce another one. Um, I'm just gonna like toss out like not based on like past gameplay or anything, but just in terms of visual aesthetics and what I think would appeal to modern audiences that maybe only know these characters like archivally. Um, I think that Serena, yeah, that's what is I was gonna a say. Huge, huge, absolutely, no yeah. yeah, because the internet it loves its big titty goth girlfriends. She just, um, yeah, she has a style that I could. It's almost like kind of like the Overwatch characters, like I think her just design would be really popular amongst just modern audiences. It depends, because like a lot of people, like all the fan art you see now is her MKX design, and it's not even right. Like she's missing a bunch of tattoos. <laughs> I mean, are you expecting them to bring her back looking like she did in Mythologies, dude? Not exactly, but I, I do expect like, Look, this is maybe maybe this is a nitpick. But I feel like when a character has tattoos, you should treat it like tattoos in real life. They don't change. You you have to go to the doctor and have them pay to remove it to change a tattoo. It's a lot of work. It's a new but, universe. But every single game, <laughs> Kano's are different. Like NRS has no concept of like that the characters should look the same as they did in a previous game. You know what I'm waiting for? That moment when we first see Quan Chi again in a new timeline and he's still got the the tattoos which tell him where the Dragon King's army are. And I don't even you process know, it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, at this on. point, At this point, I would not be surprised if they revealed Quan Chi and the two lions aren't on his forehead, they're down his cheeks. That's what I expect from them. He's got a tramp stamp. 
Oh. Well, this really right. is an interesting point, though, because, like, if you actually make Lee May a bombshell like she was intended to be, that then it's sealed. She probably is going to be, like, the most, like, trailer-powerful character, I think. But will they do well, that? You I also have to. You also have to ask, what's it going to look like when it's filtered through NRS's current art style? Yeah, that's it's. I, I don't think it'll, I think it could happen in MK13, but MK12, I still think they're stuck in that idea that no one likes attractive things anymore. Which I think, it, thankfully, is dying. That's kind of going by the wayside. But right now, we're still at the end of that. Yeah, but like Warner Brothers is always a step behind. Because look at Harley in that Suicide Squad game, man. I, I didn't look at Harley. I didn't look at anything that suicide. You know what? You're right. Don't, don't. It's better for your health, mentally and physically. Even if it was not good. Never look at Suicide Squad Harley Quinn. Like you're not really gonna like pull me in with check out this Suicide Squad blank. Like it's just you kind of lost me at Suicide Squad. I just <laughs> not. I'm not terribly interested. So yeah, if they make Lee May a bombshell and she does Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon shit. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, that's gonna be a knockout. So yeah, I would say all those characters definitely fit that criteria. Just, you got Kai, you got Astra, you got Serena, Lee May. I don't know. And Havoc. I don't know. I'm Because, like, I sort of got off track with the tattoo stuff, but what I actually wanted to say was, even if, you know, Serena, big titty goth GF, the first thing you see her do is throw a bunch of knives. And that's her moveset. Well, you don't, don't know, know that. That's. I hope not. I certainly hope not. I mean, she had that in a in a era where everybody had shitty movesets for the most part. I'm like, just saying. Look, we, I in, do have faith in their capacity to read. In in the, the storyline, those of us who have read text once in a while in our lives know that Serena has the power to transform between a beautiful human-looking woman and a monstrous demon. Right. You don't she think has they're gonna never, put that in her ever movie? done it in a game yet. Let's see if they remember that's how she works, or if it's just knives, knives, knives. I, well, you guys yeah, think are underestimating the power let's of knives. See. Like, like kunai are really popular as a weapon. They're so popular yeah. that Sub Zero had them in MKX and never used them. Um, yeah, I mean, just like a kunai female is. People tend to like that stuff. That that's a buki. That's Scarlet. That was Scarlet at least. Um, yeah, I think we already have that. We already well, have, but none of them do a Naruto run. You know, if we're gonna talk about anime and knives, if JoJo's Bizarre Adventure ever taught us one thing, <laughs> it was that the concept of knives, combined with the concept of stopping time, is the most frightening thing in the world. In Mortal Are you Kombat, suggesting that Gearus should come back and have knives? <laughs> is that where this is going? I'm suggesting that someone, I don't care who, needs to be capable of doing the world, though. That's right. <laughs> Look, I, 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 right. Everything. Um... I know what characters in this franchise have time powers, and I don't want to see either one of them ever again. <laughs> Team roller. All right. Uh, okay, okay. All right. Let's move on. 11 Bloody Shadow 11. What story threads that were left in Armageddon are you disappointed NRS never followed up on? I.e. Reptile making Saurian eggs, noob, noob taking over the Lin Kuei, etc. It's smoke. Like, it's, it's absolutely smoke and noobs about. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, like, Armageddon didn't have a whole lot of actual concrete story going on in the first place. 
I am extremely disappointed, like, that we had this entire concept of, like, Triborg, who, I don't care whether you think he's canon or not, it's beside the point. Why was it the Special Forces character creation when you had, right there and then, the perfect opportunity to, like, describe how Sector would resurrect himself? That could have been the genesis of the Takunin right there. Of course, yes, there's also the fact that, you know, smoke and the entire cyber demon plot line. But, like, the NRS era never, ever touched on the possibility of Sector doing his own clan. Just got axed, and then there was all that time travel silliness in Eleven. We just never got there. We had the opportunity, and we didn't use it. So, what the hell? Look, I could I could go down every single character who's in Armageddon and list a plot point from that character that was just dropped because Armageddon happened. I can't narrow it down to just one. It's all of them. The uh, timeline shouldn't have fucking ended. Like, Armageddon was just, we have a basket full of eggs, let's just drop them and kill everyone, you know? It's a very <laughs> extensive list to choose from. Well, I mean, I'm thinking in the, in the context of, like, Sub-Zero finds out what happened to his supposed best friend. And then yes, we get yes. half of that plot line. Smoke, Smoke, yeah. Smoke literally never gets anything in any game he's in. It's always... <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't, does I mean, he? always you just know, set up and no payoff over and over. How did Sub-Zero's storyline even end in the NRS era? There was no resolution with Noob Saibot. Well, no, no, that's... So, Smoke. There was the, the NRS era served only to get Sub-Zero to where he was in Deadly Alliance and then stopped. Yep. Well, in the Armageddon uh, Conquest mode, didn't him and Taven take down Noob Saibot and Smoke got away, right? So yes, yes. Smoke, yeah. Smoke escaped after Taven beat him up. And the next time you see him, he's on the good guy half of the marching armies in the cutscene. So presumably, Taven punched him so hard that he, he broke his programming. But that happened off screen. That checks out. Especially since Taven literally punched a cloud of nanobots. But yeah, no, it checks out. Well, the cloud was wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> That cloud became a planet, you know. That's what they tell me. Stop. All right. Non-creative username. Who would you consider the worst character in the entire series? Mavado. It used to be uh, Darius and Dairu, but we've now done re uh, remakes of Darius and Dairu for the channel. And I like my versions, so I don't hate the characters anymore. Are we counting Chronica? <laughs> I mean, they're all characters. Oh, right. I'm, like, I was, I try not to remember that Chronica exists, man. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. But I would say Chronica followed by Devorah for myself. What? Oh. Oh. All right. <laughs> oh, this is a hard... For me, this is a hard toss-up between, like, Cetrion and Darius. Like, Cetrion just takes the entire concept of what an elder god could be and just flips it onto a whiny, like, mama's girl. Just destroys, like, 20 years of anticipation of elder gods as these omnipotent, all-knowing space dragons who have mysterious reasons of their own. No, our entire character is a yes mob. 
terrible. On the other hand, Darius is just kind of pointless. Doesn't even appear like during the story portion of Light Deception. No, he is an NPC. That's... It's just he he he's, he's an avatar for like chaos, but is utterly useless in a game where havoc is already around. Like, I just don't. I don't. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Cetrion because a I just don't care about Darius, but I actively hate Cetrion. Or is it worse to have no feelings about someone other than like apathy? Than anger. What do you no, think? hate is worse than apathy. All right, I'm tired of people saying at, at least you feel something or like all press is good press. That's not true. Okay, hate is a bad thing. <laughs> also, right, is Cetron worse than Chronica? Like, I'll say the same thing to you. I said to Razor, is is is. I mean, I don't love Set. I'm actually kind of mad on Cetron. I don't really feel anything towards Cetron, but worse than Chronica. I actually don't consider Cetrion and Chronica separate characters. When I say I hate one of them, what I mean is that I hate both of them, and they are inextricably connected to one another. So, like, uh, they might as well be the same person. You take that angle, and then you take what I'm talking about in terms of, like, how disappointing it was to finally have an Elder God personified, and then make her, like, not only not much of her own character, but basically a living accessory to one of the crappiest villains we've ever had in Chronica. Yeah, I, I, I think Cetron's honestly, like, the worst character ever, probably. What slightly elevates Cetron for me is at least I think the design is decent. That Chronica has nothing. Chronica is just offensive from one hand to the I, other. Just awful. I, I, I kind of so also... I would, I would maybe agree that the design is decent if she was, like, just a nature goddess from one realm. And not an elder god, but because That's she's an elder thing. god and she's this. not like a like a solid blue transparent figure, I fucking hate it. Like I I hate it more than I've ever hated any design in the entire franchise. But she doesn't look like a I giant was, baby. I was about to go there. Like they don't need to be elder gods of things. Like suddenly, Shock is an elder god of death. Cetron is the elder god of life. I don't want to see the elder god of like Apple computers or asses or fucking pick a category. They're the elder god of Crystal Pepsi. You know, I just Cetron just destroyed the mystery of what elder gods were. We already had Shinnok to show us what someone what someone of that ilk was like if hum, if given like mortal Yeah, if his quality. powers were no. taken from him and he became a lower being and wasn't a transparent blue hologram anymore. Like, Elder Gods should only ever be either dragons made of, like, black and green smoke or transparent blue hologram people. They should never look like a solid person with multiple colors. <sighs> ever. I mean, I don't disagree with anything. I just, she wouldn't even be in my bottom five. Uh, I, I don't really like Cetrion, but, like, I can think of five characters I hate more, but Chronica's number one for me. I really hate Chronica. Um, and I will say one nice thing about Cetrion in terms of like the color schemes we're just talking about. Some of those alternate palettes, palettes, well, look at me, still going 16 bit arcade era after, after all these years. Some of those alternate skins that were glowy and like bluish green did bring some of that kind of Elder God imagery magic back. And I have... Yeah, there's, I, there's I, I, I one or two that are 
almost glowing and blue enough for me. I appreciated the, the inclusion of those as a gesture, I guess. Oh, I feel so... I feel bad being as angry about it as I am, but my god, I was... See, this just... is why I just tried not to think of the Eleven characters. Like, who's your, who's your worst favorite character? It's fucking Mavado. Just forget the NRS characters happened and stick to the ones that I, I remember not liking and not the ones that I fucking... Oh, but even I don't hate Movado. I, I, I just I don't really feel anything about Movado to be honest with you. I, yeah. Well, that's that's his worst. There. That's as bad as it got in the 3D era. That was. The, the, Didn't you say hate is worse so than nice. feeling nothing though? Yes, things were so nice before Eleven that the worst you could say about a bad character was they're just meh. <laughs> well, I mean now there were some they're that actually I just bad. Pretty boring. But I think I'm going to go with Kano. God damn, that's... I mean, I know we dislike the guy, but there's so <laughs> out there, man. Okay, so I'm slightly kidding, obviously, because Kano... Um... I couldn't tell, really. Um, yeah, I'm you good at that. You a Kano avatar for a while on MKO, too. Yeah, so, I mean, reality here. I mean, I, I used to really like Kano, so I always thought Trevor Goddard or whatever is, you know, how you pronounce his yeah. name... Um, and the original movie was awesome. So, I mean, Kano was super cool. I enjoyed him in Deadly Alliance. I think that was my favorite version of Kano. So I was really like, and I loved his alternate attire, which was like the classic outfit for him. Um, so yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was only, I was only kidding with Kano, but the reason why I did say Kano just out of pure comedy does have a slight hint of truth to it. And that's only because Dairu and Darius aren't taking up character slots every game. As much as you may not like them, or even Kronika, who, uh, yeah, obviously is was introduced to really screw up this uh, the story. At the end of the day, like when it comes to like the things that are actively ex like causing my favorite characters to not make it into the roster every game. It's the Kanos out there that's causing that. It's not <laughs> it's not the Suhaus and the Mocaps. They all just faded away into obscurity. But unfortunately, who's, who's certain point, who's taking up space, hogging it for themselves again and again and again. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Which is that funny, is that's not, what Kano would actually do. Kano would do that if he could. That's but yeah, obviously that's not the worst character in Mortal Kombat. So I, I say that very tongue in cheek. It's just more of from a from an angle of who is actively like continually like the what the fuck they're in this roster as well again like it's Kano it's always Kano and I don't know why because the character could absolutely feel more like Baraka in the sense that absence makes the heart grow fonder if they leave for a little bit we'll appreciate that more just sit out one game and then when they brought him back I'm sure he would be super great I mean even in MK11 I'm not like bagging on the character in mk11 he was done tremendously he had a lot of great lines and in the there are two kanos in mk11 i'm talking about the <laughs> current i'm one, just saying like yeah. he took up in story mode he took up double the screen time <laughs> of other characters but uh yeah so i mean i know there's people that say man you guys constantly hate on kano and so on and so forth nah, i'm just i'm kidding around but yeah out of all the ones that are like like wow, that was a character or whatever. It it they usually just disappear. 
So I don't even have to think about him. Whereas Kano's constantly in our face. But I mean, the yeah. thing is, I like yeah. what Kano could be, like within the box of the the role he was designed to serve as this character Sonya has a grudge against. And the thing about story arcs is eventually you're supposed to kill that rival. Like, Sonya's supposed to get her revenge. And it took her way too long to do it in the NRS era. Like, she's over 50 years old when she finally kills him. Yeah. Or she would be if she was alive. The young version is the one who kills him. But yeah, I forgot the old version. Didn't she die in, like, the Yeah, she collapse? got crushed by a castle. I completely forgot that. It's been a long time since I went through 11. Yeah. I just look the black dragon is not that cool they're just a bunch of earth gangsters and they become small time when an intergalactic war starts to happen I've said it recently in a universe with ninjas and gods and all manner of strange alien realms a bunch of small time hoods are inherently the least interesting thing and yeah, they're Kano... supposed to they're supposed to be out of the story by like the first act of the bigger grander scope of the universe. Like if you think of like I don't mean MK MK1 or like the first act of MK1, but I mean like if you think of like MK1 through 3 and then like MK4 and Deadly Alliance and then Deception and Armageddon as, like, the, the broader scope, like, the this Mortal Kombat cinematic universe. The Phase 1 games are where you kill off the Kano-type character. All that said, though, he's not in my bottom five. There's actually five characters I definitively dislike more than Kano. Yeah, no, there's a, there's yeah. a bunch of 3D-era guys just I'd kidding. put at the bottom was, before Kano. It was just kidding. Yeah, but, I mean, your point's taken. I'm really glad you brought that thing with the roster because... People always say no one stole anyone's slot. And what I say to those people is they don't know math. Because yeah, whenever I mean... <laughs> you put a character in a game, it takes resources. And when those resources are gone, you can't use those resources. Yeah, it's, it's, it's simple logic. It's common sense. The, what, are, what are they even trying to say? Yeah, yeah like... I don't get it. But that was a common narrative for a while. A lot of people stuck to that. It's like, a lot do of we do Fujin or do we do Kano? Kano. Do we do Kai or do we do Kano? Kano. Do we do... Ashra or Kano? Kano. Do we it's, do Cyrex yeah, or like, Kano? It's like, yeah, it, come on. Yeah, look, at I the love, end of the day, I there's just... a finite number of employees at the studio, and therefore there's a finite number of characters they can make. But Kano's a favorite really... of theirs, so I, I mean, obviously he makes it in for yeah, a reason. Just, I don't understand why, though. Like, at this point, <laughs> it's just the meme of Australian accent man. That's I think all Tyler Lansdowne likes him a lot. I can't remember. Is it Tyler yeah. Lansdowne that likes Kano? Yeah, but that's yeah. not gonna. He's not gonna control the. He's just the community manager. He's not gonna. It's it's Ed. Ed likes time travel stories. Ed likes people with single glowing red eyes. I, I don't know. Ed, if Ed, Ed likes really Kano. Likes, Ed really likes Terminator, and he likes his version of Terminator, and that is Kano. And he wants other people to like Kano, even though people don't like Kano. When they took Kano away, he brought Kano back in MK3. We're going to get Kano forever. Even in games <laughs> Kano's not in, Ed put Kano in them and called him something else, like Jarek or Kira. And then if MK2, I, he's still there. <laughs> he's in I the background. Twitter, I'd ask that. him and be like, Ed Boone, do you like Kano? Like, for real? Do, do you actually like Kano? Because I'd like, I'd like to see anyone make a case for the character. Like, is that like? I don't hate him. Is this like a version of 
brick, do you really love the lamp? Volcano. Volcano. What really sealed that stealing roster spots topic for me was Martian Manhunter and Injustice 1. That kind of proved definitively that you can steal a roster spot. Because my God, did they pay the price for that. Um, And uh, yeah, I just... uh, Yeah, I absolutely see the point on just the same reoccurring, like, mediocre characters. So, yeah. All right. um, Then we got Rain Reptile. The year is 2023, sometime in late October, early November. You all fire up Mortal Kombat 12 and play some tag mode. Shad is on team with Cyborg. Razor is on a team with Temp. Who are your fighters? Who wins the first to 10? And in how many fights? So what's what's the final result? It's so we're assuming Lee May is in the game and not stupid. I would pick Lee May. Razor, who are you picking? Um, I guess Liu Kang. Okay, uh, Shad. It, historically, you know, the past few games, Liu Kang has been my guy. And he's usually really stupid good. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Because Shad, I'm still because I'm still stupid enough to believe in a just and caring universe that ultimately has a meaning. I'm assuming Smoke's in this game. He's my character. Yeah, I'm going to go... If Ashra's in the game, I'm going Ashra. If not, and I get Cyrax or Kenshi, it's going to be one of them. I love Kenshi, second favorite character, Cyrax, first favorite character, and Ashra's my frost of this game. So it's like, if Ashra makes it in, she's taking precedent just because she's the one that I've been waiting for the longest. If if Serena's in the game, I will try to main her day one. But historically, it doesn't work out the way I want it to, where the characters I want to play are the ones I'm good at. It just, <laughs> Liu Kang is the one I'm always good at. You yeah. know, I will say this. As much as I do love Smoke in 9, I was always way better with Sector. Yeah, I mean, that, that plays into it too. I mean, we're obviously... But... Yeah, yeah, I guess they don't say it's on launch night or anything, but yeah. I mean, that does happen. That was my MKX Katana, so. As for the numbers, I feel like it depends on the game's meta. If the game favors offense, I tend to do better. If the game favors zoning and defense, I tend to perform worse. So I think that's really going to be the determining factor. And also, it depends on Razor as well. So what I would do is I put Razor in training mode. That's the same yeah. way I am. If the the more the more uh, YOLO rushdown f- the works in a game, the better I am at that game. Well, what I would do is I would <laughs> no 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 hold on a second. See this? You're making no 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 no. You're making it all about you. Uh, you're yeah. you're highly well, disrespecting Shad and I, who I think are just gonna basically destroy you guys. Well, hold on. Well, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I don't have as much experience playing against Shad as I do the other two of you because uh, we had it on different consoles when 9 and X were a thing. So I can't say for sure, but my experience has been that Temp is way better than the rest of us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. See, well, then you are just highly mistaken, sir. Temp, Uh, how good are me and Cyborg? I think you're the only person who's fought all of us. I mean, Cyborg's pretty good. I think with prep time, you could also be pretty good, too. I saw I commentated your tournament matches. Um, Cyborg is really good at zoning and keep away, and that's one of my weaknesses. So I don't really feel good throwing numbers out there. That's why I say I would bring Razor into training mode 
and make him try like a bread and butter combo for like 20 minutes. And you know, if, <laughs> if it doesn't work out, fine. But if I see even a little bit of potential, pack your shit razor, we're going to the batting cages. And then after that, we have like a montage and see how that goes. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can never really truly bet against Cyborg because uh, he knows my weaknesses. The un- like, I mean, I've taken many a games statements of there. I, I feel like Cyborg and I were very even in nine until Kenshi came out. Well, that was nine before I knew what the fuck I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) Where you were playing Kenji and he's fucking broke. But I mean, even in MKX, like I leveled up and then with MKX and then Injustice 2 and then eh, not so much MK11 because we never really got it. Well, there was some frost action there in the tournament. Uh, Depending on which characters we were, we were pretty even in X2. Temp, I think I heard the unstead statement that you think I'm not good. Is that it? I didn't say no. I said the opposite. I said I commentate your matches, and I but, think in prep time. Yeah, I think you need sure. to like know what your damage is. Like you need to know like what your B and B is. I'm, I'm just pretty saying, sure I when I'm um, wrecking you with Melina a few times. Yeah, your Melina was pretty good, Chad. See, this is the thing, man. I'm telling. We got it. I I think that is like <laughs> that's like a five or right now it's I a like, it's a first to ten. I, like I think I was it's pretty like pretty even with Cyborg, and then I would play Temp and go like oh and fifteen. <laughs> well, the thing about me is, I don't want to blow anybody out of the water. Oh, yeah. you're holding back. Are you ready to sandbag you like already? Like, like eight months in advance. <laughs> I, that, that smells like bullshit to me. I'm not. I'm not admitting to sandbagging eight months in advance. Now, I, years I feel ago, like I'm hearing some Johns right now. I don't know about this. <laughs> We've got news for you. Cyborg's only been using. Thirty percent of his true power. This isn't power. even final four. Look, man, I think we're just gonna have to find out in MK12 whether it's tag or not. We'll have to run some matches. That was fun. Like I've never fought Razor. I've never seen Razor fight at all. Like I don't think I've seen any matches with him. Period. I am afraid of Temp because he learns the way someone plays very quickly. It is true that I wrecked him a few times, but then he learned my shit and started destroying you, me. You should have seen me when, uh, when before Tanya got patched in X because it was like fighting Pikachu's quick attack. Probably the strongest MK or Immortal Combat character that I can think of. Um, people say MK1 Sonya. I don't. I don't know anything about MK1. Um, at all, but I, I think in my experience, like pre-patch Tanya is the most devastating thing in any of the games. And I put I played Pyromancer too, which wasn't even the good variation. Pyromancer is pretty good though. You're right; it wasn't the best one, but it was good. Like no one was like fearless against Pyromancer. That it's also the one I use, by the way. I like Pyromancer a lot. Well, I just on principle hate Tanya with weapons. I've never liked those fucking deception. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah. we'll just move on. Ten eight uh, in Shadow Knight's favor. Uh, Dap, uh, we got <laughs> best. <laughs> Dap, uh, what in your opinions are the most underrated stages from the three D era? Uh, House of Picara comes to mind for me. I love that in Deadly Alliance. Instantly, instantly underrated. I mean, the, I, I've always loved the House of Picara. Yeah, I really Which like one? the uh, the Lung High Temple because it looks just like Shang's Island. Like it looks like an MK1 stage. It reuses assets, I think, or imitates them. Yeah, like it's it's hard to say what like underrated stages are from the period because like I feel like the few uh, there's a few that there that everyone really like. Like everyone always brings up House of Pagara. Everyone always brings up the Nether Ship or the Slaughterhouse. 
I'm trying to think of like in terms of ones I don't see brought up all that often, like underrated stages from an era where like stages aren't brought up all that often. I think the lumber mill from Armageddon was always a favorite of mine. I like it. Wasn't there Lower one called Mines... Meteor Storm? Yeah. Yeah, I Meteor love that Storm soundtrack. was it was kind of a remake of the Pit 2. Yeah. But it had a really beautiful. good soundtrack, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like Lumbermill, Lost Tomb from Deadly Alliance, where you actually have like the statues sitting around and you see them in the background. That was pretty mm-hmm. cool. The mm-hmm. Nether Ship, not the interior, but just the Nether Ship from Deadly Alliance is pretty sweet. I kind of hate the interior. I find it really boring, and it always just makes yeah, me wish I was just... up on deck. Yeah, up on top not... is great. The color scheme is just really bland, but I don't know if you can say the Nether Ship is underrated, but everyone wants it back, definitely. Yeah. You know, there were there were a couple in Armageddon that I really liked, but you almost never saw them because there was a glitch where uh, they were unlocked. And unlocked ones wouldn't show up in arcade. They'd only show up in, like, two-player. One of them was the the tower, the fucking evil monastery from MK2. I really like Armageddon's version of it. And the other was, like, a... It's like a staircase in Shao Kahn's castle that's, like, an infinite staircase. And, uh, like... The interactable is you could keep knocking them down the stairs onto the next level, and you could just do it over and over and over again forever because yep. it's an infinite staircase. I seem to remember also, yeah, Shinnok's Spire in that game was a pretty good one too, like the the walls of fire and shit. Yeah, yeah. The Kutan Palace is pretty cool for the Shokans, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. I think everyone loves Acid Bath. Yeah, I wish I. Had I think a favorite fatality. though. I'd probably say Ying Yang Island as the most underrated. That's a good one. Yeah, well, I just, uh, I feel like thematically we don't see a lot of stuff like that anymore. Yeah. Beetle Lair. Good old Beetle Lair. Isn't that the one with the giant grinders? Like, there's a a bunch of stages in the 3D era where it's like you can see where there was gonna be a death trap or a gimmick and they just didn't finish it. Like, the beetle layer was supposed to have a stage fatality where if you knock them through the big, like, giant ruby or whatever, all the beetles Mm. would swarm on them and eat all their skin off and stuff. That's cool. And they just didn't have it in time. The Chamber of Artifacts, too. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Like uh, I, I'm sure, I'm sure they would have liked to have uh, the the Buddhas in the acid bath stage actually like kill you, but yeah, instead like of just like doing a little bit of damage, yeah. All right. Um, Liam MK asks, would you be open to more realms being created, either newly discovered or long conquered by Outworld and forgotten? Yeah. If so, what theme would you like them to have? You know. Realms. I'm always I'm always up for seeing like more parts of Outworld that used to be parts of different realms. Like we were having that discussion earlier. So absolutely yes to that. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to explore more of like the ones we've already heard about, like right. Realm and fucking Vaternus and whatnot. But as far as like a new realm, the only like environment or species that I would have said uh, MK hasn't touched on yet that I'd like to see is like giant spiders or some something insectile and then they did that with devora so there's nothing really left that i would like to see that they haven't done yeah yeah i 
was it the dream realm that where Tremor got sent? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would like to see more of that. That would be kind of cool. Sounds I mean, I, would, I certainly would not mind seeing, like, realms from before they were conquered by Shao Kahn that we already know about. Like, Zatera, maybe the Centaurs once had their own home world. Right. Maybe Shao Kahn was once its own place. I wouldn't mind getting glimpses of stuff like that. All right. We've got Liam6783. It's Liam MK's burner account, I guess. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> How would you guys feel about a toned down version of MK with less blood or fatalities to cater to the Japanese market? We haven't had an official MK release here in Japan since MK2 on the PS1. Seems like NRS are missing out on a huge slice of the fighting game market and competitive scene. Capcom has done this with the recent RE2 and 3 remakes. They removed some of the gorier elements. As I understand it, graphic depictions of decapitation or dismemberment aren't allowed in Japanese games. I mean, I I don't see anything wrong with having like a censored version of MK for Japan to be able to get it. it just turn off I mean, the blood and disable fatalities, I guess. Call it a day. I, I think the question is, is there actually that much of an interest yeah, because yeah, as I don't far think as I can, can really like, once MK that bad. I think I think the market you're talking about them catering to is nowhere near as big as you think it is. I think you're talking about 35 people, maybe. <laughs> like gaming in Japan is number one, nothing like what it was during like the prime like arcade era of back in the day, or even like what it was 15 years ago. Gaming in Japan, as far as I understand, it, is basically completely dominated by the Nintendo Switch and mobile games. Yeah, Over they're there? very, very big on uh, handhelds and portables, yeah. The, the Xbox and... 360 basically does not... Like 360. Xbox presence over there isn't a thing. Like, MK didn't do well over there when it was a global cultural phenomenon in the 90s, and it would not do well there today. They don't... Like, just in general, I don't think American games typically break a lot of ground over there. Like, not to get into, like, xenophobic shit, but, like... Japan kind of loves Japan culture, and it's interested in those kind of weird American things like baseball or cowboys. Like, they're not really interested in our take on, like, Eastern or Asian, like, atmosphere and kung fu. Like, it's, you know, I don't think anyone there really cares. Well, you know, you'd be surprised how many anime, if you watch, like, a lot of anime series... You'd be surprised how many Mortal Kombat references there are, surprisingly. Yeah, um, but it's it goes to like MK2, though. It's, I don't You're think right, yeah. that there's. I think the people over there who want to play MK will just import it anyway. The same way that, like, if I want a Gundam, I'll import it from Japan, you know? Yeah, the FGC, the Japanese FGC actually did take a little bit to MK11. Goichi was a big Sub Zero player. Uh, but the. They, they couldn't buy the game, so it's, uh, that was an I'm, obstacle. I'm glad to know that there's some people. That's nice. But... A lot of them don't like... A lot of them actually said... I don't remember which players it was, but... Well, because the players weren't named. But someone told either Gutex or Mike Ross, we like the gameplay, we just don't like the gore. But we think the game is cool. And that's why it never kind of blew up when MK9 happened. Uh, but, I mean, that's over 10 years ago. It's hard to say what that's evolved into. You know, I've been watching um I've I've been watching a lot of Common Rider lately and some of the more like uh adult skewing adaptations of it like the recent um Common Rider Black Sun on Amazon Prime. I noticed 
there's like the biggest complaint from the Japanese audience was how much violence and gore there is in it. And I'm watching the show and I'm like, yeah, like in the first episode, a guy gets his head ripped off, but there's really not that much outside of that. Like it's really, and, and all these reviews, I'm like, it's so shocking. It's so much. And it's like, but it's not though, at least not compared to what I'm used to. So yeah, there, the, the attitude towards like blood and gore over there is way different. But then they're the berserk, though. It's so weird because they're exactly. the ones who have, like, like there's there's berserk, there's stuff like yeah. the really gross end of Akira. There's ninja scroll. Yeah, like they they had like blood and gore in cartoons decades before we did. Yeah, corpse party. Like the list goes on. Of it's a very long list of really horrible, awful stuff. They're and willing like, to animate, so yeah. Their their actual gory films, like their horror movies can get really, really fucked up. Like, I'm not remembering it right now, but there was, like, there was one horror series that was filmed so realistically that, like, you couldn't sell it, even as an import here in, like, in the States or Canada or whatever, because it was basically categorized as being too similar to a snuff film. This is an old horror series. Early 90s. I guess guess the way they... uh consume media over there is they draw much stricter lines between like what they're in the mood for like if i want to see a horror movie i'll see a horror movie and if i want to play a video game then it should be like this or something like that i don't know it's it seems very strange to me but again we're talking about a culture that i'm not from so of course i don't understand it (laughs) well it's also a culture of pretense too like they have a in the japanese language there's a word for who you are in public and a word for who you are who you actually are, right? Like, um, it's it's really perceptions are a big part of Japanese culture, right? Like, the, so like if they were into the weird, gory stuff, they probably wouldn't come out and say it and support it. So we don't think the interest is really there, then, do we? I, I think, think it's segmented. I think I think there's so low of an interest there that the people who want it will, you know, have it shipped to them from the States or something. The other thing is, like, sometimes it's just a matter of waiting. Like, uh, MK Games were banned in Australia for a long time, and sometimes you just have to wait for the censorship laws to change, because these things do generally skew more liberal as time passes. You just gotta kind of wait it out. Alrighty. Well, Japan's such a weird cult. It's it's a hyper-liberal and hyper-conservative culture, both at the same time, so... Yeah. What's up, Cyborg? Oh, I was just saying already. I was going to say the next question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that, that works. That, that, that. All right. Uh, I'm going to insert one here that I didn't have on the list, but uh, Crystal asks, if the numbers are true, or the numbers, the rumors are true that 12 is an all-in game, at least 9 through 11, do you think Corrupt Shinnok will be his own playable character or not? Now, I wasn't familiar with any of those rumors. I know there was like, a, a supposed kind of a supposed leak, and I'll use quotations from like two years ago, where it was like a disgruntled girlfriend from an NRS person that said it was going to be that. I think that was the only time that rumor like was around, and I don't. Russ think... was kind of riding that train for a while, but it was pure copium, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any truth to that. But yeah, do I really you think, don't think. 
do that you was think, ever a possibility. Yeah. Do you think Corruptionoct will be his own playable character or not? So in that hypothetical scenario, if it wasn't all in, I don't see why not. I I'm gonna say I don't I, this is one of the rare times I would say that'll probably never happen. Um and I, I, I'm a little biased here because I'm not a big fan of Corrupt Shinnok. To me, Shinnok already has a final form. He turns into the Cloverfield monster in mythologies. So <laughs> if he was going to like transform that, that should have been it. But like I, um this I is mean, like a I, demon. Yeah, what's up, Chad? I always just I viewed Corrupt Shinnok as like their answer to the old Cloverfield monster. I viewed them as doing that recontextualized for a modern audience. So I I kind of agree with Shad, but I also like my actual answer to the question is if it were me, I would not put Corrupt Shinnok as a playable character because I've seen his moveset and it's too limited to be fun. It just doesn't I don't see the point. I don't think it would translate all that well either. Like No, like he was it, deliberately it designed like, not to be playable. Think about this. It would be like having it would be like playing like the bosses in trilogy again. You have a punch and a kick and a laser blast and like a chokeout move or whatever the hell that was, or like that close range laser he nuked you with, and that's it. I couldn't see them doing it e under any like assuming it was gonna be an all-in scenario. I think that they learned their lesson there. It probably wouldn't happen any more than like Kronika would happen. I mean, you know, that shit would not work well either. Right. Would you have to have Chuck in the game first? I don't think that's terribly likely, personally. So if it's know. an all-in game, then you'd have them in there. He was oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Like, it was like a trilogy game, right? Yeah, like I'm just saying, in the hypothetical yeah. scenario, that 9 through 11, like, they had everybody come back for... Okay, I understand. That they um, laid out. I would still say probably not. I don't... I wouldn't think so. All right. Yeah, I feel like under under the spirit of an all-in, Shinnok is in. You don't need two Shinnoks. Yeah. Like, sure. nobody in Armageddon yeah. had two forms. They're, they didn't have both Skinny Blaze and Big Blaze. Let the record show Fat Blaze. Um, all right. <laughs> You're right. My bad. Fat Blaze. So I, I moved that this court expunges Fat Blaze from the record. <laughs> CJ Kid123 <laughs> asks, what are Pinhead's chances of being a DLC character in MK12, and which version do you think they will use? The classic Doug Bradley version or the newer Jamie Clayton version? Which one, well, first of all, is chances. I mean, reasonable, sure. Ed Boon said he's brought up several times over the years. So, yeah, I mean, they're running out of horror characters. Throw Pinhead, sure. Um, the classic Doug Bradley, I I would like that to be the version, but maybe they go with the, the female version if that's what the other one is. I, I'm not familiar. I haven't watched the show or read the comics. Any other I thoughts mean, on that? Uh, actually, I have a few. Okay. I've always said I would like to, like, you know, uh, this is me, this is the guy that fucking despises guests, but as far as they go, Pinhead is one I've never minded the possibility of. I just, hmm, I don't know good. how you take a character like that, like, I, th I think we've said this ages past, I don't know how you take a character like that who's all grace and poise and quiet dignity, and isn't about fighting, he's about torturing you to death with chains, and make that into a fighting game character. Yeah. I don't know how you do it successfully. It would have that to be said, that. I don't know. Like, he, maybe he could function sort of like Dr. Fate in Injustice, where he kind of he's not the one hitting you. He's standing there summoning chains to hit you. And that that's kind what of I thing. was thinking. Yeah. Maybe if you punch the chains, he like leans back and he smiles a little bit because he enjoys the pain. 
like I've actually I've actually been in a really huge Hellraiser mood really like lately over the past like two weeks since it got brought up in the Discord. I've been remembering watching all the movies, good and shitty. I didn't actually know there was a reboot last year until these past couple of weeks. And I kind of really want to go and see it because I, I ran back, I went back and I reread the novel, The Hellbound Hearth, the original novella. And believe it or not, like if you guys don't know this, um, the new pinhead is actually way closer in uh terms of like description to the original novella's like pinhead. Hmm. Like it, Pinhead is described in the novella as being effeminate. Not hundred percent female, but like like androgynous. Yeah, yeah. Def, that, that's the word androgynous. So I would honestly be open for either. I mean, if it was a marketing thing, like, you know, God knows. Like I I could expect to see either. I guess I would prefer Doug Bradley, but I wouldn't complain if it was either one. I mean, my question is how different are their body types? Could it be skins to and have both? Theoretically, I think you, you could. could feasibly do them as a single person as two skins. Ah, skins. That's a good one. I would <laughs> definitely take that. I would love to have both of them. Alrighty. Um, and then we've got some phase guy. How would you feel about Asgarth from MK Defenders of the Realm making it <sighs> into MK12 or a future game? Since Asgarth is in. Eagle-like character who is an advisor to King Jared. I feel like there is a lot of potential and uniqueness with him. Yeah, so I would rather anthropomorphic animal men not necessarily be a thing. I don't know that it fits the Mortal Kombat aesthetic. And if you were going to do Asgarth, it doesn't actually make sense in the game's canon for him to be Edenian, because Edenians are all human, and we know they don't have animal men. Like, if he was just, if he was from another race that Shao Kahn conquered, and his, he still could interact with Kitana and be part of the rebellion that way. But I wouldn't want him to be Edenian, and I don't know if I want animal men at all. But I will say, like, I liked Asgarth because his voice actor was John Reese davies And I fucking love John Reese davies You know, Gimli from Lord of the Rings, Professor Arturo from Sliders, uh, Sala from Raiders of the Lost Ark. The guy's fucking brilliant. One of my favorite actors of all time. So if you could, if you could get him back as the voice actor then I would forgive having a fucking furry in a Mortal Kombat game. No I don't know that I... <laughs> I don't know that I want that particular character, but I do think that MK does have space for a bird man or creature. Bird man makes me think of... Uh... Bird man! <laughs> Is that fucking <laughs> Morty or whatever? <laughs> the... Harvey Birdman, turn in law. There was well, that bird too. person in a... bird person, yeah, Harvey Birdman, bird of course. But yeah, Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. <laughs> like I could I could really easily see them. It's like there's this like kind of archetypical Kairasu, I think they call it a crow demon that occurs in a lot of like games that come out of Japan. I could easily see something like that showing up in the Mortal Kombat world, like as a denizen of Netherall, perhaps. But Asgarth himself, uh, I can't see it. Not that guy. 
for all the reasons Rachel said, and honestly, he just, he looks a little silly. I would take an Asgarth if it looked completely different and acted completely different. And I could, I don't know, maybe be a little scared of it, I suppose. Maybe I could make just a bit more serious. Redesigned from the ground up, perhaps? Not the way he appears in Defenders of the Realm. No. All right. He's an eagle with a ponytail, like birds have hair. What's that about? <laughs> you know, I, 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 I actually, I googled the character because I didn't remember who it was after, initially. And, like, the fourth result is a gif of him removing his hood to, like, display the ponytail proudly. <laughs> and someone has captioned it epic ponytail and it is yeah, I don't know about from, that hair on a bird bro it is literally from a furry thread I'm just going to point that out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. alright uh... <laughs> um, Outcross or out, Outrox no, no C there Outrox asks what if they add real life people as playable characters like for example Joan of Joan D'Arc Joan of Arc there you go. Gone dark. Or yeah, or Spartacus. <laughs> it doesn't have to be related to the lore, though. Yes, this is a stupid question, by the way. Um, yeah. If I don't like guest characters, I'm really not going to like this, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like a practicing Roman Catholic, so I'd actually be really pissed if they put Joan of Arc in Mortal Kombat. I wouldn't love that. So this isn't for me. No, this is not my yeah my cup. I yeah, would say... I mean, isn't isn't her whole legend that she like heard God telling her to like fight and for France and yeah yeah like the that God is not a character that exists in the Mortal Kombat universe, and I think a lot of like real world Christians would be offended if she was hearing Raiden's voice instead. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think even yeah, I just don't think it's a good idea from a like. It's kind of why when people say, why haven't we had female guest characters? And it's like, oh, not that there aren't options, of course. I mean, but when people have thrown out like Ripley from, you know, well, Aliens, had, it's like, well, Ripley do... as a costume, maybe Sigourney Weaver is hard to get. Well, I'm just saying, like, if Sigourney Reaver, God, I cannot speak right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's good. Sigourney Reaver's good. I like it. <laughs> I cannot fucking... Sometimes Legacy edible hits games, you hard, you know? Reaver. But no. <laughs> Either way, you know the fucking name. If she's in the game, like her likeness is in the game, I don't want to rip her head off and beat the shit out of her or anything like that. It's just that to me feels like a bridge too far. I mean, maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone is fine, but I don't know. It just feels a little odd when you get into like real life personalities, in my opinion. I think it gets it gets to a like if you're like trying to say well what if there was an MK tournament in this year when this historical figure was a thing and they were at the tournament and my response would be so you're saying that you want to watch this person die and have their soul stolen by Shang Tsung and then expect like how do you explain that in the history books Amelia Earhart wins. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's so <laughs> she disappeared. She went to Shang's Island and lost at the tournament. <laughs> I don't want to see Abraham Lincoln do a fatality. Like I don't want to watch that. There's tell me you Tell me you wouldn't main Teddy Roosevelt. I'd main Teddy Roosevelt. That guy was hardcore. There's these awkward 
points of lore in Deadly Alliance, like, yes, Bo Raicho invented drunken boxing, that's fine. But then there's one that, like, uh, the the inventor of Aikido, who was, like, an important political figure in the late 18, early 1900s in uh, China or Japan, apparently he's the founder of the Black Dragon Gang, and that's why Kano does Aikido in Deadly Alliance. It's fucking silly, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, okay, full disclosure. I don't feel this way anymore. But way back when, like during the MK5.org days, I was like, you know what? You know, we've had all these allusions to, like, Japanese gods. We've had allusions to the Greek pantheon of mystical figures. Where's Jesus? I want Jesus in Mortal Kombat. That's that's where my mind was at once upon a time. Well, it's supposed to be Raiden, right? Like Raiden is supposed to be the Christ figure in the in the MK story. Well, right? Specifically, Raiden is all the Thunder Gods. Yeah, he's so like all the all the legends about Thor and Zeus are actually like Raiden did some of those things, and then humans told the story wrong. Like he never turned into a cow and fucked a woman or nothing like that. So, huh? Probably, probably did. Maybe at some point he fought a giant with a hammer, and the Norse heard about it, and that's why they believe in Thor. Sir, could you cow fuck what? Razor, tell man. him. You... Zeus. Did you study Greek mythology in high Zeus school? Zeus got fucked by a cow. No, Zeus became the cow, and then he fucked a lady. <laughs> and he did it as a goose. Uh, one time he became a, uh, a little golden shower. Uh, is this like Zeus is fucking weird? All right. So you're Zeus saying if point. Zeus was a guest character, he'd turn into a cow for his no, animality? No, Zeus can't be a guest character because Zeus is. A, this is the worst is animality a ever. Character <laughs> inspired by Raiden. Well, you learn something that's every day, what, don't that's you? Why Night Wolf calls him Hayoka because Hayoka is a thunder spirit that the Lakota tribe believes in. So, from Nightwolf's perspective, Raiden is Hayoka. Of course. He's all of our Hayokas. Um... The point is, <laughs> Jesus probably, like, if he existed, he was just a guy. In the MK universe. I'm not, you know... Commentary. Anybody's real, real world beliefs or nothing, but in the MK universe, since Christianity is right. not canon Josh we know. from Jerusalem it was just a dude that's why we that's why it's a it's a guest character <laughs> great to bring back Kratos <laughs> didn't make sense by the way that's everybody said Kratos fits in with the MK universe he's a good guest character pick his the mythology he comes from doesn't fit the MK universe. Oh, but it's very easy to see what's going on there. People see a lot of very shallow people think Mortal Kombat is fatalities and Kratos yes, is. I, I understand. Yeah. This is a great segue, by the way. Aesthetically, they see similarities. I'm so great, calling them dumb. Great Kung Lao <laughs> says, Do you think Greek mythology inspired lore shouldn't be in MK universe at all, or it could be done better than how MK11 did it? I just feel like the Lord's done, though. I don't. I don't feel like he should be taking any more inspiration at this point. I feel like they've already kind of fleshed out conceptually what the Mortal yeah, Kombat. Yeah, they is. should not. They shouldn't be adding any new kinds of gods. We don't need them. Don't 
fuck with the core concept of the creation of the universe. You have the one being, you have the elder gods. Don't throw other shit. There in are no more. Titans. There are no more corners of this where it's like, well, this is still a mystery, and we can reveal it. No, no, we know everything we need to know about the elder gods and all that. Just leave it. All right. You can introduce <laughs> new like. Here's a god of Outworld that we've never met before, but... For real, there are so many other realms out there, and we have not seen anyone from any other realm of a deific stature except for probably Shao Kahn. Where are Argus. the Outworld we've gods? Seen, we've seen Argus. That's all we've got from outside Earth. Yeah, him too. He just right. seems so mortal, though. <clears throat> and then uh, they follow up with and would you have liked to see NK step into three versus three territory like Dragon Ball Fighters and M uh, Marvel vs. Capcom? Of course. That'd have been fun. Two V two, three V three. Let's let's work on actually making tag thing first, but sure, I'd like to get there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. Let's those. let's sure. let's get two two V two working first before we like expand on that. I don't even know if I'd want three V three though, because traditionally in most games that have that the assists kind of take over the meta. So in Marvel 2, you basically have like Psylocke assist for defense and you have Sentinel drones for offense and that sort of becomes the game. So it depends on what they're yeah. asking. 3v3 is practically a genre of fighting game and it like requires the fast pace and the big anime super moves and all that kind of thing. It I almost becomes that RTS that at that point. Um, and even like Dragon Ball Fighters tried to have 3v3 without having like an assist heavy meta. And like, and for the most part, they did it, but it only takes one, right? And once people realized like Vegeta's assist was broken, it was the Vegeta game. The whole game turned into Vegeta. Who could Vegeta assist like first, right? So, like, right. yeah. So 2v2 is fine. I I've always preferred 2v2 even with Marvel. Um, Hutch asks Can deities reform after they die? Demigods, normal gods, elder gods, etc. Um, yes. Well, realm, realm gods <laughs> it like you just made it put themselves yeah, back so. together when they die. Uh, elder gods can't die. Like, nothing can kill them. You cut off Shinnok's head, he's still alive. He just can't breathe or speak. Some fates are worse than death. The elder worth, gods, worth, like... Worth. People will point out that the elder gods, <laughs> quote-unquote, died in Eleven. But what actually happened there is Kronika stole their souls. Yeah, for sure. You yes. know, everyone says that, like, people say, what Fujin likes to say, according to Eleven, that Bihan ran away. Right. Anyone who played <laughs> mythologies knows that Fujin spun around so hard he blew himself the fuck up. He was I fine mean, afterward. Bihan ran from a tornado that would have killed him if he didn't run. <laughs> there you go. You have to run to the end of the stage to get there fast enough to grab the ledge. Fujin was just being petty. So yes, Fujin has canonically blown himself up, put himself back together. Raiden has blown himself up, reconstituted afterward the vat. Just motherfuckers have eternal life. I mean, they do specifically say that if a god dies and reincarnates, that they come back without their memories. That it's like actual like Hindu-style reincarnation. You're a new person. And Fujin seems to remember stuff from before he turned into a tornado in mythology. So I'm not sure he actually died, even though there was a skull spinning in that fucking tornado. I've never understood how he got from that to MK4. 
Darky Darcy asks, what could be done to Zebron to make him a character that fits in a future game? Oh, man. Put some effort into it. Tim, any thoughts on Zebron? If you you make him (laughs) fit in seriously, then he won't be fun anymore. Like, the joke of Zebron is that it's a goofy, furry zebra man in a coat and top hat, you know, with a little... (laughs) magician's wand why do you need to change anything that sounds awesome man i bet they regret making that joke now (laughs) they really probably would have forgotten about it 20 20 years plus down the line we're still talking about fucking zebra look i could do the grim and edgy reboot of zebra where he's a centaur with zebra stripes but it's not it's not as fun it's not a top hat he has to be like fucking zebra zatanna that's the joke I think done right, you can either make him just a non-canon playable character where he gets his magic wand and all that shit. Or I, I think if you wanted to make him canon, uh, Zebron would be Havoc's Fatal Blow. He wouldn't be a character. He'd be a special. <laughs> I'm just I'm fucking picturing the gritty reboot, the, the gritty debut of Zebron just comes out with a chainsaw. Ah, <laughs> things aren't so black and white anymore. Oh, and Zebron. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know if I don't. I'm sure there is an audience for that, but I don't know if I want there to be. <laughs> All right. Um, last couple here, and then we've got um. Rocket Billy, if guest characters have become an uh, inevitability in MK going forward, what are your thoughts on the direction MK11 took and starting to deviate from strictly horror movie characters and starting to move towards action movie characters? While on that subject, what are your thoughts on Eric Draven, a.k.a. The Crow's chances at being a guest character in a future game? I think... I think... We did we did the action movie characters in Eleven because they're a thing Ed really likes and had had been wanting to do. And I don't know what category of thing Ed would do as a theme yet that they haven't done yet. So as I think we're going characters? to stop. Yeah. I think we're going to stop seeing all the guests fit a singular theme and start yeah. seeing more randomness. I mean, they could do gaming characters, but I mean, even still, like his tweet, uh, his his teases on Twitter make it sound like. I mean, he he flat out said that we're gonna see more horror guests, whether it's this game or the next one or whatever. So, I would imagine more of them them happen. I wouldn't be surprised to get some video games, movies, comics, whatever. Like they're gonna yeah, touch I'm it just, all. So I think, yeah, I, I, think I doubt we're going they do to see just a, one an theme. assortment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even get one matching theme in eleven, but yeah, that could have been just because of the. And the as message. far as the crow goes, uh, that's that's a valid pick. I would like to see that. I I do question like because likeness rights for Brandon Lee, who unfortunately passed away on the set of that movie. Yeah, so that um, won't happen. Are are a question? Although I don't know if you need a specific likeness since the character wears face paint anyway. I also don't know whether they would sign the people that own that. I don't know if it's his like family that owns that, but I remember, gosh, it's Wes something. Whoever is like the lead guy at gun media who made the Friday the 13th game. Well, they, he went on like, he kept updating on Twitter, like every few weeks or months or whatever, 
He was trying oh, yeah, to get the were... rights for the crow. Like they wanted, he wanted to make a, a crow game based on the right, crow. Right. And it ended up falling through because um, he was very transparent about how those deals were being talked about and stuff. And he had a whole pitch and everything. And they were like on board, but they just wanted too much, like they wanted too much money for the license. Basically, they could not meet a middle ground. Um, so with that in mind, if it is a very costly license, it's possible that that reason alone would also prevent that. But, um, yeah. I question like why, why would the crow license be so expensive when it's been used to make so many crappy direct to video movies? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think, okay. Um, I'm against it completely. On a different level of um, just my regular opposition to guests, because of all that shit out there, like, yeah, it's true. You know, he wears makeup. You could make him arguably, you know, not recognizable as, um, you know, Brandon Lee. That character is still Brandon Lee, and that movie is still very influential to a whole fucking generation of 90s goths, including myself. To be fair, though, it is an adaptation of a, it's, it's of a graphic adi- novel and you could go is. back to the original GN design and like it doesn't you, you you can but it just as it is now like Brandon Lee is more of the crow to the mass Yeah there is there that is than... the most remembered version and it would be kind of uncomfortable for some people to see fatalities be being done on that particular character even I just... though like the fact that he can take a bunch of damage and come back from it is part of his superhuman powers. And it is. I just I think that we need to be in a place where the, we're like, where the character is not identifiable as only Brandon Lee in order to. Well, maybe are are they working on another movie reboot at at some point? They've been that thing's been in development hell like three times over. I think. Now. Yeah, it's it's and the so, same and... deal as like the Highlander or any other like a lot of a lot of those like lower budget or like more cult classic 80s and 90s movies are in a like a position where like oh it's going to be remade and we've been talking and yeah it's been 20 years when's it you know shit or get off the pot um, so I just... but i do think like if there was a big successful reboot that got people thinking of the character as not inextricably tied to Brandon Lee, then you'd be in a better place to do it. Yeah. But we're not there yet. Yeah. Right. All right. Um... As far as the direction of guests in Mortal Kombat, all I gotta say is as used to this necessary evil as I have become, one or two people are guests. Four or five is a party. Six is an orgy. (laughs) That's a good point. Please make the orgy stop. Yeah, I just, I, I'm always going to say neon guests. I, I just, you're not really ever going to sell me on a guest character. My man. Um, The last two, so I miscounted before, but the real last two, um, Sayorla, what kind of fighting styles would you like to see in the future? Martial arts, weapons, powers, etc. Either for new characters or pre-existing ones. I think Capoeira. We've been on record. Yeah, really yeah. Kai with see. Capoeira is pretty much. It's overdue, yo. They do mention you know, example is Hotaru being given Taihu Jitsu. Yeah, I don't think. So I don't think most martial arts, especially like Chinese and Japanese ones, have enough identity 
visually to be worth uh, calling out by name. Because when they did it in the 3D era, it did not work, and it was not worth it. And half or more of the Mortal Kombat universe are aliens from other planets, more or less, and should not be doing Earth Kung Fu. They should have some alien style, and I don't think that the guys at NRS are creative enough to come up with, like, names and, like, something that would look alien but still look effective. Like, could you invent a martial art from scratch from your imagination? Because I couldn't. Crab style, baby. I mean, I would not hate to see Reptile ha- like, unironically, if Reptile did some crab stuff, I think that would actually be kind of sick. Anyway, now, don't make that, don't make Reptile crab the character, but if he no. had, like, a crab string, that would actually be really tight. Yeah, like, smelly, like, smelly crab. Oh, gosh, no, stop. <laughs> Fucking stink shit, crab. Cyborg. What the stink, fuck? stink crab. <laughs> we all know what you're doing right now. Ugh. Smelly crab. <laughs> Callbacks. Oh, but I mean, um, like, just you don't even need like all, styles, right? What's that? All I all I ask is that like double elbow kick combo from Deadly <laughs> Alliance back. That's all I ask. You don't even have to call it crab crawls on sand. I know. Well, it no, is. you you do have to call it crab. I mean, that's the most important part, Shad. You have to call it that. Okay, so obviously Smelly we, we want to see Reptile do crab style again, and we want to see Capoeira, and like, other than that, like, the big famous martial arts that people like, like uh, Jeet Kune Do, or, you know, the Yip Man stuff, Wing Chun, we've already seen, those already exist on certain characters. Drunken, I don't know. Drunken fighting style is also a good one. Yeah, yeah. The Drunken Fist has an identity. Professional wrestling. Uh, we see that with some characters like Jax. I, I don't know what's left. I'd like to see Cobra do kickboxing correctly. We've been standing Kasarigamas on smoke for a very long time. That's Yeah, we could do that. I, I, smoke doesn't need to go back to having something spear-like, but it could be done. I'd like to see someone use it. I've always um, wanted to see someone in this world use a three-section staff. I, I don't I mean, know if Carlos could mocap that without smacking himself in the face. Ouch. <laughs> uh, good luck. I mean, to me, it's just like, it doesn't even have to be a martial arts. Like, I would just like to see Jade really do cool staff stuff. I, I don't even think it needs to be a style, so to speak. Just if you have a staff character, really make that shine. I feel the same way with the flight characters. You have a flight style. Right. With like Natara or with Sindel. And I think MK9 did flight pretty well for Sindel once you put the castles into the picture. But um, what the, what is that character's theme? And really make that shine. I don't even think it needs to be like a style per se, except for Reptile. He needs to be a crab. Yeah, I want to see like a cyborg have like a buzzsaw and some bombs. Like that would be pretty <laughs> cool. Maybe a net, like an energy you know, net. I was going to say like. So if they could technically... put a character in like that, that'd be cool. <laughs> Dude, what if he could like teleport um, to the other side of the screen by blowing himself up and putting? Oh, that would be amazing! Together. Oh, and then like it a, a blind sick. the blind swordsman archetype, and then he like controls it telekinetically. That would be pretty tight. <laughs> I was, you know, what we haven't seen? like technically be a Chris sword on somebody that wears seen, all white and gold. We have seen in a game a chainsaw. It has been done. Yeah, but we've never seen it on someone who wasn't a guest character. And, you know, like, if you took a bunch of, like, say, Earth weapons that maybe were sold to an outworlder by Kano, 
and you made those an actual move set on an outworlder, that might be, you know, something we haven't seen before. I know what you're that alluding to, Mataro with a chainsaw, and I like it. <laughs> I mean, it's a good point. I mean, technically, crazy redneck with a chainsaw is a style. That is a fighting style. So there's no reason they couldn't bring that back. I'm just saying if if they were to, like, design, like, a new Tarkatan ever, or, like, you know, he could he could have a rocket launcher. Where did all the rocket launchers go after MK3, huh? They just disappeared. Kato's people, like, gave them a bunch of rocket launchers. And Melina's side doesn't use them. And Kotal's side doesn't use them. Where are they? That's, that's going to keep me up tonight. <laughs> what about some kind of rope dart? Weird. Mm. <laughs> what a wild know, idea. Know, I don't know if we've seen somebody I don't like... Know if I don't know if it would have a rope, maybe a chain, but that'd be, you know. That's crazy talk. You're crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. What if it was a guy with who could, like, make, control fire, and so the chain got, like, red hot? <laughs> Dude, that's fucking Ghost Rider, man! What's wrong with you? Yeah, Razor, I've never seen a crab do that before. I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> um, the last question here is LK6600. How would you design a sub-boss from Earthrealm? What species would you choose slash create? I don't know what other species are coming from Earthrealm, but I guess maybe that's, like an that, animalistic that's the thing one. Of it, like... <laughs> I guess this could be like an animal, but then it did, wouldn't really did be... Did you say it had to be Earthrealm? Was that specific? Yeah, that's it was weird... that. Yeah. That's a weird limitation. Like, I don't know if you've been around this planet lately, but we're kind of the only sentient beings on it. Well, the thing about your sub-boss, typically in Mortal Kombat, is that they're extremely dangerous. Hasn't Shang Tsung Earth... technically been an, a sub-boss? I mean, from Earth he, Rome, right? he, he and Quan Chi kind of share it in Deadly Alliance. I guess, well, I guess if you think about the MK2 ladder, yeah, exactly. Shang is always there, and Kentaro is always there, so there's, there is like two sub-bosses for MK2. I guess if there if we were like I, if we had the liberty to like make a deer man or like a super <laughs> I mean you know what never mind just put put a platypus in a respirator that's our Earthrealm sub boss we're good we got this so All the right. most jacked human being you can think of what does it look like Jacks it's in his yeah. name <laughs> that is the strongest man on earth yes he is the yes he is the most jacked Jack Jacks. It's, words are hard i'm telling you man I see what you did there okay we have been at this for hours now it's time it's time to stop yeah that's that's <laughs> the end of the line um thanks everybody for listening uh hopefully you enjoyed another episode of some q a answered all the questions that were submitted i believe um so thank you and we'll catch you next time make sure to check out that discord like the video please the more likes it gets the more people will actually hopefully see it and tune in Give us a chance and subscribe if you haven't. We'll catch you next time. See you later, nerds. Thank you for tuning in. Sigourney Reaver. <laughs> <laughs> Probably smells like smelly crab. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
fatality.